Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with ukulele virtuoso Jake Shimabakurel. He has a new 2020 trio CD out, and this musician has been redefining what the ukulele is capable of for the last 20 years. He was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, and at four he was drawn to the sound of the instrument, and it literally means jumping flea. It was nearly 15 years ago that his rendition of George Harrison's ballad, While My Guitar Gently Weeps in Central Park, and it became one of the most watched clips on YouTube, and it went viral. It now sits at 16.5 million views, and since then he has been reimagining classics, and 21 years later after his first release, he continues to push boundaries on both the instrument and himself. So please get to know Jake and dig this interview, my friends. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for your time. I am very happy that you took a minute to talk with me today here at Neon Jazz. And um, let's talk about your trio CD. Give me an idea. You know, you've been around. You've been at this for a long time. You've been all over the world. What was your artistic vision with this particular project? Yeah, well, the main thing was, you know, um, not having drums on this record. You know, my last few records, uh, there was a lot of heavy uh, drumming on there. And but the the thing was the the last five years now or the last couple of years you know I've been touring uh, with this trio with Dave Preston on on guitar and Nolan Verner on electric bass in our shows we don't have a drummer you know so the idea was just to have a recording that kind of reflects the the instrumentation you know of of what we've been doing you know for the last few years and I think it's a very unique sound Dave Preston he the way that he approaches the electric guitar is just it's, he's almost like an electric orchestra, you know, it's really cool, and, and Nolan's such a, a wonderful bassist, so it, it just provides such a wonderful foundation, you know, for the ukulele, for the acoustic ukulele and the electric ukulele as well. You know, you've been at this for so long, you've done so many albums and projects, are you kind of an existentialist when you go into a new, pro- a new process where you're thinking, you know, I'm going to let life happen, or is this an active part of evolution or what you're looking for with each successive album or project? Yeah, I mean, this one, you know, um, we, we just kind of, we rented the studio for eight days and we had no idea what we were going to record yet. You know, when we're on tour and we do our sound checks uh, at the venue, we usually end up just jamming on something and, and, uh, and a lot of times it's very spontaneous, very improvisational and we'll come and we'll start playing on something together and then after we're done, we're like, oh man, we should have recorded that, you know? So that was the idea was just to go into the studio, just jam and and have fun and play and make music and and just uh, just you know have that freedom to create. You know, maybe it's because of my roots being in Kansas City and it's seasonal and right now it's cold and rainy. But anytime I hear about a childhood that begins in Hawaii with a ukulele, I'm just like, wow, that is charm beginning. So, as I as you think about your childhood and getting involved with the ukulele and all of that. Was it, was it a charm beginning? Was it kind of love at first sight? It just kind of went from there? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very fortunate. You know, my mom, you know, my mom played the ukulele and then she introduced the instrument to me when I was four years old. And I just, just absolutely fell in love with it. You know, it became my passion. And, and uh, yeah, and I just, uh, you know, and, and all the kids in, in Hawaii, we grew up pl- learning it because in the fourth and fifth grade, you know, we all learned the ukulele in school. So it was, you know, it was very common, you know, for everyone to, to play. And I think that was, uh, that was part of it too, is just, you know, it just, uh, it, it was, there was just this huge community, you know, of, of people celebrate, you know, just embracing this instrument and, uh, and it's such a big part of the culture. So 
for me playing the ukulele, you know, it wasn't anything unusual in, in, in Hawaii. So, um, yeah, and I, so I, I just, I just loved it, man. I just, you know, my parents would have to take it away from me so that I would like do my homework or, you know, eat my dinner or go take a shower, you know? So yeah, I loved it that much. Very cool. You know, the other thing that's very unique about your path and your story, which I find very interesting about this modern wave of technology that we're in with music. I mean, it used to be, you know, you had to get discovered in a club or somewhere else. And, you know, that telltale Hollywood sign of like the executive snare and doing their thing. But you, you were on YouTube and you did a cover of Harrison's While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And on YouTube, you had the ultimate form of democracy voting for you. You got a lot of views. And that really vaulted you in kind of the public, public limelight. What was that like to get that kind of response and to begin like that? Oh, man, it, I mean, it was such an honor. I mean, that was back in 2005. And I tell people this story, you know, when that video first went viral, uh, the, the version that, that first went viral, my name wasn't even on that video. It was, uh, it just said Asian guy shreds on ukulele. And that was basically it, you know, so, um, and, you know, and already it had over 10 million views, you know, and, and uh, so I was like, oh, that's so cool. But nobody knows who I am. So, yeah. I mean, it was amazing how many, you know, doors that opened for me. I mean, I, after that, I, I started jumping on tours with other bands and, you know, opening for other bands. So it was really an incredible, um, just, just such a blessing. You know, and the one thing, you know, as you read through your bio, there's, there's all kinds of quotes and comments from people, but I, the one that caught me was Eddie Vedder and I've seen him live and he can transfix a crowd and he's very familiar with the instrument. And he says that you're taking this instrument to a place that he just can't see anybody catching up to. What does that mean to have cats like that that are so esteemed and large in the world of music commenting on the way you play this instrument that you love that goes back to childhood? Yeah, no, it's just such an honor. Like, I I mean, I, I, I still can't even believe that he even know, knows who I am. So, you know, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really amazing, you know. So, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so honored. And, you know, and, and Eddie Vedder, like, you know, I was so, I was so thrilled because, you know, he did an ukulele record and, and man, I was so excited because I thought, man, he's gonna like just turn so many people onto the instrument you know because if eddie vetter plays ukulele then then you know then you know the ukulele is cool so yeah so i think i think it was it was so cool when he came out with that record and uh and yeah it's still one of my favorites you know the one thing that's always cool about collaborations with people that are really bigotry like you have jack johnson jimmy buffett um warren haynes you have all of these names what do you learn from these people that have so many years of clout that have so many that, that such distinction and professionalism what do you get from them? either by osmosis or maybe things they said to you backstage yeah no i just i just love the you know i'm always asking them questions about how they approach music you know if it's like like when i was when i got to play with warren haynes you know just like talking about like oh how do you how do you go about improvising or how do you get your tone you know i, I i'm always interested in looking at his setup what kind of amps he used, what kind of strings or guitar he's using you know um how he phrases things and how he feels things i mean it's just it, it's it's so awesome i mean even like even like watching people like uh jimmy buffett or jack johnson you know just how they're just so like themselves when they're on stage you know they 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 get up there and they just they're just having fun and and you know and interacting with the audience and they're doing their thing and you know when you see that you're just like oh man that that's that's so it's it's so inspiring you know and and uh so i i just love that i mean whenever i get to work with another 
with another artist. Um, I just I just love just kind of getting into their head and in their headspace and just kind of like just observing, you know, watching how they they go about and 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 do their thing, you know, how they prep, how they how they uh, you know do their sound check or or rehearse with their band or whatever, you know, and I just kind of watch that and just be a sponge and and absorb and try to absorb as much as I can. So 21 years after your fur lease, you're still out there doing it. My question to you is this. If you have a dream tonight and you run into yourself around the time you started doing this and things took off in a whirlwind, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, man. Just take every opportunity, you know, don't don't be afraid. And I think a lot of times, you know, I, I would always be intimidated. And so sometimes I would shy away from from things because... You know, because you just you're, you're just you're intimidated. You don't feel you're you're ready. But you know, the thing is, like you're you're never gonna be ready until you you put yourself in in those situations. You know, a uh, hundred times. You know, so you're you. you I, I think that that's the advice I would give myself is just to yeah, just don't be afraid. You know, I mean, I mean it's it's you know, I mean it's okay to be afraid, but don't don't uh, shy away from opportunities because of fear. You know, there's a vocalist in Kansas City, her name's Molly Hammer, and she's had a pretty long battle with cancer, and she's she's a wonderful human, and she's still at it and fighting through it. And I remember asking her after the first real wave of her publicly saying she had cancer and she beat it the first time, and I said, what, what did you realize after that? And she said, I don't say no anymore. I just stopped saying no. You know, if a gig comes up kind of in the same vein of what you're saying, you know, you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm there. That's, that's great advice. So let me ask you this, let me ask you this real quick. What do you like best about waking up every day being a musician? What's the thing that you enjoy the most about that process? Uh, yeah, I just love how the ukulele, you know, brings so much joy to people. But, um, but one of the things, and I, I would, um, I would usually tell, uh, when I started touring, I would say this at the end of, uh, of every show and, and, you know, partially joking, but there's a lot of truth in it. I would tell people, you know what the best thing about being a touring ukulele player is, is that audiences all over the world have such low expectations. And I just, <laughs> and I just thought, you know, it's, it's so true, but it's like, um, you know, and people, people laugh, but, but it is, it's, it's true, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a magic in that, you know, I think that when you see the ukulele and, you know, it's just four strings and it's this little tiny guitar. And uh, when you hear something that you wouldn't expect to come out of that, that little instrument, you know, it's, it's that same feeling that you get when you're like rooting for the underdog, you know, and it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really nice. And I think it's, it's such a friendly instrument. It, it doesn't intimidate people. You know, people aren't afraid to to pick it up and, and play it, even if they've never played an instrument before. Because you know how sometimes, like the violin or the piano or the cello, like if you're, you know, if, if you've never played an instrument before and, and you're you're like in your 40s or 50s or 60s, you know, you you may be intimidated to try one of those instruments. But for some reason, the ukulele doesn't. Uh, it it's just seems so friendly, you know, and people aren't aren't afraid to pick it up and, and play it. And I think that's why there's a there's such a, a growing uh, community of, of people who have been embracing this instrument and it's and it's even great for kids you know because it's tiny you know uh, kids can hold it and they can stand up with it and strum it and sing songs and so uh, yeah I just think it's uh, there's just something uh, so wonderful about it and um, 
And I, I've just been in awe, you know, just kind of seeing the popularity of the instrument just grow and grow over the last few years. You know, since we specialize in jazz here at Neon Jazz, the one instrument that I always really love is the clarinet. I've asked clarinet players about it. You know, what? it's such a happy sound. And they always warn me, listen, if you make one wrong note, the whole ship sinks. You know, I mean, it's like it's this, it's this happy Benny Goodman at Carnegie moment. And then if you do slip, it's like the biggest piece of ice and you're going to land hard. So my question is this. What is it about the youth that maybe people don't know that really is surprising that you can kind of illuminate us about the, about the instrument? Well, you know, I mean, you talk about like the, the jazz, you know, like jazz guitar or like the clarinet or whatever, you know, it's like, I, I think the, the ukulele, it, it works, it works well in a jazz, in a jazz setting. I mean, there, there have been lots of uh, great jazz musicians who have picked up the ukulele, you know, and, and, and have done, you know, just beautiful standards and renditions and, uh, you know, arrangements of, of things, um, and I, I think the the cool thing about it is, you know, you have you basically have these four four strings, and you can you can create a lot of uh, you can do a lot of um, like uh, chord melodies, right? Where you can you can play chords. And the nice thing is because of the reentrant tuning, and you have the a high string on as as your fourth string. You know, you can really um, you can put the the top note on the first string, or you can put the top note on the fourth string. So you have these these nice that you have you have a, a second option. Right for your for your melody note and and so that that lends itself nicely you know into into coming up with nice chordal arrangements for for standards and, and tunes and and I think it's just um, I don't know and you know like I've I was always a huge um, Earl Clue fan you know so uh, him playing you know all these great standards on the nylon string guitar and the ukulele's nylon strings as well so. Um, so that sound was always something, I don't know, that I kind of gravitated toward, you know, Earl Clue, um, uh, Charlie Bird, you know, so, yeah, so I think that, I think that the nylon strings is kind of one of the, the magical elements of, of the ukulele. So everything's going to come down to this. My final question to you is this. Everyone has their perception of who they think you are, or their version, your family, your friends, your fans, but you're living your life. Who do you think you are? Oh, um... <laughs> I, I like making people happy, you know, and if I can do it through, uh, through music or, you know, or, or whatever, I mean, I just, I, I, I love being able to do something that I feel brings a little bit more joy, you know, into the world. I mean, that's what, that's what I, sh I, I strive for. And, and I, I love music. I, I think, uh, I think music is, is so important and it's something that, that we all need, and uh, and I'm I'm happy to be on the on both ends, you know, whether it's receiving it or 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 giving it, you know. So um, yeah, so I'm just grateful. It's a great answer, Jake. Hey, thank you for taking some time out for Neon Jazz today. I really appreciate it. It's been refreshing. Oh, thank you. You have a great day. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Hawaii, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Jake for his time, music, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
Neon Jazz.